You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here, and we are back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. And I am so excited because we have not a three-peat offender, but I believe he's back for his fourth time. Jeff Nicholson, Global Head of CRM Marketing over at Pegasystems is going to be back. We're going to be talking about autonomous service, self-service, interesting information about what customers want from us in that world. But before we get into that, a couple of quick announcements. If you have a story about amazing service and you'd like to share it, or you have a question you'd like me to answer, you can reach me at any of the social media channels. I'm pretty much everywhere, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, pretty much everywhere. If it is a question, use the hashtag AskShep, and I'll either answer the question right there on this show or on my TV show, which is Be Amazing or Go Home. And that can be found on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Roku, C-Suite TV. And now you can pick up the episodes on YouTube. Just go to BeAmazing.tv. All right. With that in mind, let's get right into my friend, Jeff Nicholson. The reason he keeps coming back is he's a glutton for punishment. <laughs> no, no. Actually, the reason I love talking with Jeff is because we are in alignment with uh, so many ideas that he talks about. And yes, he works with Pegasystems. They've got Pegaworld coming up. Uh, when is What is the date on that, Jeff? Well, uh, of course, we had to pick May the 4th. Uh, May the 4th. The which, which, which a lot of Star Wars fans are, are, are all speculating had to do with, uh, of course, May the 4th be with you. Oh, but, May the 4th be with you. Oh, God. Of course, of course. <laughs> I like that. May the fourth be with you. So we'll have, we'll have to do something to, to, to pay homage to that. But it is May the 4th. Uh, it's a great virtual event, and uh, we hope everyone is able to come join us. And last year, how many people attended the virtual event? It was huge numbers worldwide. It was absolutely huge. North of 20,000 uh, live attendees uh, at that event. And uh, in, in prior years, of course, we would fill the MGN Grand and, and have a great physical presence, uh, but n those numbers were just off the charts. Yep. And we're thrilled uh, to do it again, and we can't wait for, for folks to join us. Great, so let's jump right into it. First of all, you know what? I want everybody, I'm gonna give you a one sentence opportunity to say what Pegasystems does. Well, well Pegasystems- Or two systems. Or two sentences. <laughs> Well, it's really the world's most powerful technology for, in the case of customer service, it helps you simplify service more than ever before. And it's doing this by helping you unleash AI and automation in ways that were frankly not possible before. And it simplifies service for your customers, it simplifies service for your agents, and even the I teams that have to support them. So that's about five sentences, but I'll take it. Okay. So, that was good. Very good. All right. Let's jump right into this because you have this concept that I remember we were talking about uh, channelless service or no channel service, which was a lot of fun. It's like whatever the customer wants, whatever is closest, uh, they'll pick up the phone, they'll go to their mobile, they'll go to the computer, they'll go to their tablet, uh, they'll go to a social media platform, they'll go to a, uh, an app. It doesn't matter. They just want to know how to get to you in the easiest way that they want to do it. And now you have come up with this concept of autonomous service, which I think uh, ties to self-service a little bit, but even more than that. Uh, do you want to talk about self-service first or autonomous? Well, I think they're very related. And, and autonomous is the next generation uh, of self-service in many other aspects. And it has a lot to do with what you just des described on, on having a strategy that's channelless. It shouldn't matter 
where your customer seeks their service resolution, you should be able to rise to that challenge. And if you can only focus on the customer journey at the center and, and activate that and, and serve that anywhere, wouldn't that change things? And that's what the opportunity is with, with autonomous service. And the reason that this, this sea change really is, is so, I guess, timely is I, I actually have some brand new market data that I'll share with you, Chef, uh, that we haven't even published. It's brand new primary research. It showed a few different interesting things. When it comes to the topic of, of self-service, what we discovered is that 56% of the time, consumers are actually going to your business's website before they call you. So we see, we see a lot of customer service teams out there trying to manage down um, uh, waste in drains, uh, focusing on average handle time in their contact center. But the fact is, even when they end up calling, they're going to the website first. So that means 56% of the time is a missed opportunity to contain and resolve there. And and this is where self-service starts, by the way, is somebody going to a website. You got it. Or, you know, something on the phone, they have a, an app, they go to something that's digital. Exactly right. So they may, even if they go to the website to find the phone number, they're on your web property. So if you had the right self-service there, uh, wouldn't that change things if you could contain them? 56%. Now, almost half of the consumers believe that self-service is actually more convenient. So that's another interesting piece of data, but the real shoe drops here, which is that 82% of consumers say they're willing to use that self-service, but 46% don't actually expect it to work. Why? Exactly. Because the, the world of self-service until now has, you know, frankly, been built around the business from inside out. It's here's our products, kind of go figure it out. There's mortgage information here, credit card information over here. I don't have any of those products. So it's, you're playing hide and seek almost uh, with the right resolution. And not only is, are the, uh, is it just a dumping ground of information, it often doesn't have anything to do, to do with that customer's journey, what they're trying to solve. Perhaps they opened a claim a day ago. Like an insurance to, company. Yeah, Exactly right. And, and they want to know what their claim status is. And they're having to sort through all the information on other products and so forth to, to get there. And so they end up calling you anyway. All right. So I'm going to, I want to come back to self-service. I know part of autonomous service is being proactive, correct? Yeah. Okay. And to me, delivering information to a customer, and let's just stay with your claim example. I work at an insurance company. I have a customer. They're the, they're making a claim and I'm, I work at, I'm the rep that, may have talked to them, okay? But tomorrow or the next day, they go on to our computer site and they're looking for a way to get the information. So one of the things we've been talking about lately, and I've been pushing this a lot in the last couple of months, mainly because I have a new book coming out titled, I'll Be Back, How to Get Customers to Come Back Again and Again. That's a shameless pitch, by the way. Uh, available uh, to pre-purchase and you get the ebook immediately. But one of the things, where was I going with this? One of the things I've been talking about is this concept of information. And one of the things, one of the ideas in the book is that you need to look outside of your industry to find out what it is most people love about customer service. So if you sat down with your team and you'd say, let's list people not in our industry, not competitors, who are your favorite companies to work with and why? And one of the companies that almost always ends up on that list is Amazon. And as it turns out, as we've done these study groups and focus groups, if you want to call them that research groups, one of the things they like is that Amazon will immediately inform them when uh, the order went through, when the 
order has shipped, when the order has even been received with a picture of the item leaning up against your doorstep. And it's not that we can do that as a company because maybe that's not the service we provide, but what customers are really saying is, we want information, so please give it to us. And the easiest, quickest, digestible way, self-service related, if you will. Absolutely right. And it's interesting, when you don't get the resolution, there's a phrase that you just said, I'll be back, you know, which is great if you're talking about repeat purchasing. But if you're talking about customer service, I'll be back means you're coming back. You know, you're not okay. In that way, it is negative. You don't right? want them to come back there. Yeah. In that example. And, and, and you know, therein lies the opportunity. So uh, when, when, when we have an, an interaction, uh, whether we will talk about proactive, I think in a, a different lens in just a minute, even if you have an inbound interaction, customers re reaching out to you, they're on that self-service, they, they may roll over into the agent interaction. What happens? Not only did you just waste your time in that self-service as a customer, but that agent has to start that interaction all over again, typically. Yeah, and that in itself is frustrating. Uh, but then the true uh, omni-channel experience, and you and I have talked about this as you become channelless, is you're able to move from channel to channel, from self-service to even live agent. And it's like, well, let me see. Oh, you were just on the website. You were just on our app. And let's pick it up from there. You nailed it. And that's what autonomous service as this new category allows to achieve this complete ability to focus on the customer journey in the center, regardless of the channel, which allows us to have that cross channel continuity. And so as opposed to what we see often where we see a lot of businesses might stand up a little chat bot here, which is different and disconnected from the self-service portal, which is different and disconnected from the IVR that they got stuck in uh, and different and disconnected from the agent experience. Autonomous service places the orchestration of that customer journey, the inherent understanding at the center and makes it available across all these channels. And that's how you get these, these great resolutions. I got, I'm thinking of a great example uh, before we move on to the topic of proactive or preemptive. Uh, we have a great, great uh, American brand in uh, Aflac, since we're talking about insurance. Aflac. Aflac, you got it. A great brand, obviously cares a great deal about their customers. And when COVID hit, the, the, they, a couple of things happened as it did to many uh, businesses. They saw the, the volume uh, of inquiries go up and they wanted to be there for their customers. And what they were able to do is take the orchestration of that journey or the micro journey that, that they use to power the agent experience in the center. Uh, and what they were able to do is activate that out, in this case, to an intelligent virtual assistant on their web property. What made this so compelling is it wasn't a chatbot that just answers simple questions. Like we're talking about, it's journey specific. And they were able to see incredible results where they're able to contain and resolve in that intelligent virtual assistant in the order of almost 80% of their highest volume inquiries, which was actually around claim status, like we were talking about, and with individuals wanting to know where they stood. And when you refer to virtual assistant, you're referring to a digital assistant. Yes, a conversational AI, yes, on, mm -hmm. on the website that is actually able to respond back. But there, it's not just responding back about simple things like how to buy a product. It's individual customer specific context around their service journey. So in effect, the same conversation that they would have with the angel, they were able to have right there digitally, not just effectively, but 24 by seven. And uh, they share that they, they saw incredible MPS scores off the back of that. And think of what, you know, think of the typical 
uh, interaction that you'd have with a chatbot. You know, you're not going to see high MPS scores on a typical chatbot. And this intelligent virtual assistant, in, in effect, is a great example of this, this early generation of autonomous service solutions. Great. Before we take the break, I'm going to share with you a stat from a company, Nice and Contact, that just came out with this information. Since you're talking about self-service, how many people want self-service percentage-wise? You said it. It was 80. So 82% of customers say that they're willing to use self-service. Great. And then you said about half, there was a, a stat in there. 46% say they don't actually expect it to work, though. They don't expect it to work. So get this. Uh, of the customers that try self-service, 50% who start with self-service end up talking to the live agent. Incredible. And a third, 33%, are highly satisfied with the self-service solution. So of now that's not all customers. That is only the customers who tried the self-service solution. If 50% of them have to go talk to an agent, and, I mean, that's telling me the self-service isn't working. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to jump into more about autonomous service and proactive service. We are talking with my friend, Jeff Nicholson, the global head of CRM product marketing over at Pegasystems. We are coming right back. Don't go away. Hi, Shep Hyken, your customer service and experience expert. And I'm excited to tell you about my new book, I'll Be Back, How to Get Customers to Come Back Again and Again. Now, this book is packed with idea after idea on how to, just as the title implies, get your customers to come back. In the book, you'll learn that repeat customers aren't always loyal customers. Now, both are great, but there's a big difference. You'll also learn about 10 reasons a customer may stop doing business with you and three reasons you would stop doing business with them. And one of my favorite lessons is a six-step process for creating an I'll Be Back strategy. Of course, there's much, much more. The book ships out in September, but purchase it today and you'll get instant access to the ebook at no extra charge. You'll start getting more of your customers to say, I'll be back almost immediately. Just go to www.I'llBeBackBook.com. Again, that's www.I'llBeBackBook.com. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We are back and we're talking with Jeff Nicholson and we're going to talk about autonomous service, proactive service versus reactive service. And most of the world today has been reactive in the way service works. Uh, so Jeff, let's jump right into it. And I know uh, at the break, you said, you know, let's give people an overview of what autonomous is because that feeds into the proactive side of things. Well, absolutely. Autonomous is everywhere we looked today. Look no farther than probably out your window right now. You're going to see a, a, maybe an electric vehicle drive by and loaded with artificial intelligence. And it's actually being both responsive and proactive. It's, it's looking ahead at things that might be jumping out at you and, and looking ahead at the curves in the road. And, and there's actually five different levels of autonomy. If you look at the major auto manufacturers that they share all the way from zero, which is 100% manual driving. Old cars. Five, Old, old school and mm -hmm. progressively it, it notifies you, it dings, it keeps you in your lane all the way through complete autonomy where the vehicles drive themselves. And what this is- I don't think we're quite there yet. I mean, there are vehicles out there that can do it, but we're not at a mainstream. I know that my car supposedly has the ability, but if I take my hands off the wheel, lights start flashing and, and beeping. <laughs> it's a put your hands back on the wheel. 
Yeah, and and then that's now a lot of it is regulatory at this point, and but the technology is kind of there, and we're we're on the we're on the verge of this level five, and the same principle is is right here with customer service, and so these same levels and progressions are happening right now. We still have cases where we need a hundred percent old fashioned human for some journeys, just like you, even for these great vehicles, some journeys you have to have your hands on the wheel the whole time, very complex roads and stopped lights and all that to get through. But other journeys, it's all highway. And you could actually be pretty autonomous all the way through, just like we heard with that AFLAC example, where 80% of those individuals are getting that actual journey resolved completely right there through autonomous, fully autonomous experience. And so this is what's happening right now. And uh, as you shared, uh, Shep, it's, it's not always reactive, but even proactive. And, and, that, and that's where a lot of organizations are now beginning to set their sights to, because when you talk about autonomous, it's focused on the journey. And the journey is not always about them reaching out to you. It, sometimes it means you can and should reach out to them and, and help them resolve before they have to ring. Yeah. So uh, one to five, one is completely hands-on, five is completely hands-free and, and actually mindless for the customer. It just happens. That's what autonomous is. Let's jump into um, making it, it's almost there. If, if you tell me, hey, by the way, yesterday, you don't know it, you had a problem with your copy machine, but we fixed it. I don't remember you coming out. Oh, we don't have to come out anymore. There was a sensor that went off. It alerted us. We went in and we checked it out. We realized the level of something was off. So we were able to digitally fix it or, or you know, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for from far, far away, fix, remotely fix it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Am I on the right path here? Oh, absolutely right. And it's interesting. We've heard some uh, uh, businesses say, well, if, if I fix it for them and they don't know about it, should I be taking credit for it? And then, uh, like, how, do I, uh, how do I address this? And when we talk about proactive service, uh, something has happened and you're reaching out to them to try and resolve it and help them resolve it. Preemptive is, is where that category comes from, where before something goes wrong, you help them fix it. A, a simple example for you, Shep. Um, you may have a your best customer that just uh, financial services overdrew their account and, and just took some big penalties. Do you wait for them to call you and demand you refund them what you're going to do anyway? Or do you send them a text and say, hey, by the way, we noticed this happened. You've been a great customer. We're going to refund you as a one-time favor. And hey, consider this overdraft protection. You're looking out for them. Preemptive says, I can see in your data, you got $500 left and you have $1,200 of auto withdrawals queued up to go before your next cycle. Do I yeah. let it happen? Of course not. All right. So if you're looking out for your customer, you get in front of it. You notify your customer there's something that could go wrong. You offer to transfer money from another account, for example. And these things can be orchestrated. These are service experiences that don't have to be bad ones. They could be great ones. How hard is that to implement? It, it's much easier than you would think. There are, of course, sophisticated examples where you're going to use very complex event and pattern detection, uh, machine learning, all kinds of things that you're reading about. But there are also very simple examples where you can set up business rules to monitor data and upon changes in that data, initiating those outreaches. And then and you actually, actually track how it performs. Okay, so it sounds simple to implement. Uh, how expensive is it to implement? Is Can a small company do this or is this really for the larger brands and uh, enterprise size companies? The, the enterprise side, Size companies are the ones that are, are being attracted to it fastest uh, mm -hmm. because they perhaps solve some of the earlier stage aspects. Uh, but you can do simple things 
that are winning experiences that are proactive and preemptive, even as a, a, as a midsize organization. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I'm going to make a prediction that in uh, two years, I don't even know if it's going to take two years, the cost of implementing a system like this is going to come down so that it's not a stretch for midsize businesses. As a matter of fact, it's something that even small businesses can consider. When you take a look at the different AI type programs, um, there's different ways. I mean, obviously there's far more sophisticated levels and there's very basic levels, but what used to be basic was expensive. Today, basic is you know monthly subscriptions of maybe not even $100 to have an AI solution that can answer basic questions for your customers. I think the same thing's gonna happen uh, on what we're talking about here. Uh, the ability to do all that we're talking about, the proactive, the preemptive, and it's gonna come down in cost. This is only gonna be better for the customer. Sure, it'll come down in cost, but the, thing, the key thing to keep in mind is that the cost benefit today is off the charts. Yeah, yeah. What, what you're doing, in effect, we see a lot of organizations, service leaders trying to manage down small shaved seconds off of interactions. What if you could avert that in interaction altogether? And that's what the opportunity is. If you had actual autonomous service that could resolve the inquiry, inbound, outbound proactive, outbound preemptive, that entire agent interaction didn't have to happen. And you, the organization saves tremendously while customer service levels go dramatically up. All right, so here's the, a big question. I'm gonna ask you to become a soothsayer and predict the future five years from now. What's the support center look like? We gonna need human agents or not? So we will absolutely need human agents, but the, the nature- And they're relieved that you're saying that, by the way. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and, and the other piece of good news is that I, I believe their jobs will be more meaningful. So the, 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 the mundane, simple inquiries uh, that our high volume, low complexity, those will all be handled through the autonomous capabilities and those simple journeys, right? Uh, the more complex journeys are the ones that may begin autonomously, but then you know require more empathy. Those roll over seamlessly to that agent who picks up right where they left off. And the agent's able to apply the understanding and empathy that's really needed in those situations to, de to deliver on the brand promise. And you, you may find that the AI wraps up the interaction, for example, but your, your ability as an agent to deliver meaningful impact and value in your day uh, will actually be higher uh, in the future because again, the, the, the simpler journeys uh, that, that can be automated will be. Mm. So AI and uh, autonomous service and self-service will not kill the support agent just as video did not kill the radio star. <laughs> All right, Jeff, we're down to the final question. You know what's coming. The one thing, what's one last idea, one thought, one nugget of wisdom you'd like to leave us with today? Well, I think first and foremost, you heard the phrase come up at, at, throughout our conversation, organize around customer journey. Get an outside in focus versus inside out. And it's always about the outside, the customer inward. And if you can only organize around journey in the center, and activate that across your channels, not focusing on the channel on its own. Uh, that's where the beginning of the sea change will be for your organization. Love it. That's why we call that customer focused. Very good. Another great interview, Jeff. Uh, well, I know we're going to have you back again. You're, you're like, uh, I just think it's, you know, first of all, I like you as a person and I want everybody to know we do these interviews via Zoom and we are able to see each other. And behind Jeff is a guitar. Behind me is a guitar. 
Behind Jeff is a picture of the St. Louis Blues losing to the Boston Bruins. <laughs> Behind <laughs> and Bobby Orr going almost parallel to the ice. That's the famous iconic shot in hockey. But uh, if you look behind me, you also see my blues jersey uh, and all my hockey pucks signed. By the way, uh, I have some Boston Bruins uh, pucks that were signed. These are guys that I actually played with in charity events and tournaments uh, that I, at, at an older age, started playing hockey and got serious about it. Not never went pro, but boy, wouldn't that have been cool? I had one night that was pretty cool. We'll get into that another time, but we, we have fun talking. We, we are like born out of the same, I don't know. We we're like brothers from different mothers, but we're like brothers. <laughs> so thank you, Jeff, for being on the show. This is why we call it amazing business radio. We're going to be back next week with another great interview. And I sure hope all of you come back. And until that time, this is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.